We're in week two of our Streaks series. Uh, if you were here last Wednesday when we kicked off this series, um, we they, basically we're, we're kind of going off of Snapchat. Anybody use Snapchat? Yeah, who, who doesn't? That's good. That's okay. That's all right. You're, you're, you're still cool. Um, but it is important. It is important that you have some good streaks going on in your life. If you don't use Snapchat, those of you guys who don't, don't worry. I think you'll easily be able to catch on to what we're talking about tonight. Um, but last week we had a discussion about the importance of, of having great church streaks. We talked about church and the importance of being here consistently and having streaks of being at church. Um, and, and so, but tonight we're going to jump right in. So the first thing that you got to know, the first thing, if you're taking notes tonight, I always encourage you guys to take notes because note takers are, and note takers go to heaven. That's right. And so, uh, you, you got to take notes because who knows there's, there's still hope for you, Brett, but who knows, who knows what God could speak to your heart tonight. And, and we just want to challenge you with that. So I encourage you guys to take notes, to write some things down because this, because I know, I really believe that God will challenge you and speak to your heart tonight. So, um, so the first thing you need to know as we're kicking off this thing is as we're kicking off this series is that streaks matter. Is that streaks matter? It's a really big deal. How many of you guys, like, it's a huge deal to keep your streaks going, right? Like we talked about this last week, how many you guys have, maybe you've taken a vacation or you've gone on a trip or you've done something and you had someone else keep your streaks up for you, right? You, you actually trust people to do that? Okay, I don't, but anyways, but streaks matter. Who would agree with that? Streaks matter. So, okay, but we're going to jump right in. The first thing, um, the, the truth is this, and I want you to know this tonight. I want you to write this down. Our streaks help build our future. Our streaks help build our future. They help build who we are. The things that you do in life on a consistent basis will either help build or help destroy your life. The things you do on a consistent basis. So my question is tonight for you guys, what are your streaks? What are your streaks? What are the things that you're putting into your life? What are the things that you're doing with your life? The kind of people that you're around, the kind of things that you're doing. What are the streaks that you've got going on in your life? Are they, are they life giving or are they not? And, and so are they strengthening your life or are they not? Um, I want to, I want to read to you guys real quick. If I can find it. There it is. I marked it just so I'd always remember it. Um, I want to read for this for you guys tonight. It's Romans 8, 5 through 8. And, and we read this last week as well, but I, I want you to know this. I, I believe this is really important. It says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the, the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And that's a big deal. That's, that's important. That's huge. And so um, as we're kicking this off, I got some people uh, that I want to introduce to you tonight. Some people that you all, most of you all know, you all love. Um, we are, I have a, a guest panel here tonight. Some people that are going to speak and challenge to you, challenge you guys. First up, could we welcome 
our very own Denise Ferguson to the front, please. I'm going to give you that. I trust you with this. Okay. Go ahead. And then um, next up, you guys, very, very special guest tonight, our very own lead pastor, Pastor Dennis. Would you welcome him to the front, please? And then last but certainly not least, drummer extraordinaire, Josh Hoskins. You can take that. All right. Okay, that'll work. Just making sure you're awake. So you guys are, it's, this is going to be awesome. And, and I've asked these people specifically to come and share with you guys tonight. And I want you to hear from them. And I want you to hear their hearts uh, on what we're talking about. So basically from the verse that I just read you, um, and, and I, I told you this last week, um, because I know how much you guys love math. Um, and here's a little equation for you that I want you to know. I want you to write down that flesh over time equals death. Con- considering to that, that verse that we uh, just read that your flesh over time equals death. So if you got streaks in your life that fuel and feed your flesh. And when I'm talking about your flesh, I'm not talking about like the skin on your body. I'm talking about the spirit inside or the I'm talking about your, your spiritual body. That things that feed your flesh and the sin in your life, that will lead to death. And I'm not talking about a physical death. I'm talking about a spiritual death uh, where you're far from God. And so, um, but streaks that fuel and feed the spirit of God inside you will lead to life. And that equation is spirit over time equals life. And that's what you need to know. You got to write that down. And so tonight we're talking about the Bible. And tonight we're talking about prayer and hopefully that we're going to answer some questions that you guys may have about the Bible or you guys may have about prayer. And and just so you guys know, we've got a ton of students here who have been born and raised in church from the time they were babies. But we've also got people in here tonight who maybe this is like their fifth time to church or they're brand new here and they don't quite understand all of this. And that's okay. We're really glad that you're here. Actually, I'm more glad that you're here than everyone else. <laughs> totally kidding. But, um, but we, we are really glad that you're here. But I, hopefully and prayerfully tonight will really speak to all of us from, from the ones who have been born and raised in this to the ones who are brand new to this. Hopefully this will challenge us all in some way. So we're going to jump right in and I'm going to begin asking you guys questions. You guys remember the rules. No fighting, no talking over each other, no punching, no gouging eyes. Anything like that. Um, I don't think you'd do that anyways. But here's my first question that (laughs) Josh is protected over there. Um, My first question for you guys is why do you love the Bible and what's your favorite Bible verse? Who's first? Whoever wants to go first. Okay. Why do I love the Bible? Well, it gives uh, guidance and um, it's very practical. You know, a lot of people think that the Bible is old or it's for old people, but it's not. You can read it and it'll definitely apply to what you're going through even today. Yeah. Oh, and my favorite verse, I can't give you a verse. 
Because you like the whole thing, right? I like the whole thing, but there are several books, <laughs> books that I like. Probably my favorite book is probably Psalms. Mm-hmm. And then I also love to read Daniel. But during the holidays, like Easter and Christmas, I like to read the Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. I like the Bible because it seems like no matter what I'm going through, as I'm reading it, God speaks to me. Even if it's something I've read before. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I'll read it and I'll look at it and I'll think, I've read this before, but I didn't see this in there before. And that's because I've heard this said before, it, it's uh, that... That that's, it, the Bible is the only book you'll read that the author is reading it to you and reading you while you're reading it. I mean, he is alive and well and in it, and he just speaks to you through it if you read it that way. My favorite verse is 1 John three eighteen, and it says... That was so deep, <laughs> but it, good. It was good. It says... Uh, <laughs> That made me forget what Sorry, it Sorry, your favorite verse. The whole Bible. John, 1 yeah, John. First John 3.18, and it says, don't love just in word, but in deed and in truth. In other words, don't just be, don't just say it, but actually live it. Yeah, so. yeah that's, good. that's good. Thanks, man. It's going to be hard to follow. Talk, talk, <laughs> talk <laughs> in the microphone. Really, no, that was really good. Um, I was going to say, to kind of piggyback on that, um, I love the word just because, I mean, it's, it's like a source. You have all these voices speaking to you throughout the day, all these things that you hear, you know, some of it's true, some of it's not true, but you can go to the Bible and every word is true Mm -hmm. and it will always be true. So, um, my favorite, I don't know if I have a favorite, but there's a few that really stand out. It's been stood out for a while. Um, one is, uh, commit to the Lord, um, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. That's Proverbs sixteen three, and to me that just kind of says you know filter your life through God, mm. whatever you want to do or that you think is right, you bring it to Him. It's going to be right. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I love the Bible because it's not just. I don't look at it as just a, a list of rules or things to live by. I look at it as growing and hearing from God, and and letting letting His words speak to me. My favorite verse is Philippians four thirteen. Is as, and, and for me, I uh, grew up as a quiet, I don't want to go into the story, quiet, shy kid who hates to be up in front of people and, and having God's call onto my life and running from that for so many years and then finally coming around to that and believing that and knowing that no matter how shy, no matter how backwards, no matter how, uh, I honestly, I don't in love standing up in front of everyone, but because of what God can do in my life. Um, he can do all things in my life because he gives me the strength to do it. And, and that's, that's my favorite verse. So, Pastor Dennis, I've got a question directly for you. Um, could you tell us what the Bible is and where did it come from? <laughs> uh, you know, the Bible, it's really fascinating because when you look at it, it looks like one book, but it's not. It's really a lot of books put together. This was written by over 40 different authors over a span of 1,500 years. And there's kings wrote it, priests, prophets, uh, fishermen, and um, it's split into two pieces. You got the older part and then the newer part. The older part was written, you know, before Christ, and the newer part, like you mentioned, the gospel's written about Christ. The last book was probably written around 90 A.D., but then it was all collected into one book. Now the old the Old Testament part was circulating as a book even before Jesus was born, but then the, all of it was put together by about the year 200. And so, uh, does that answer it fully, or you were looking for more? 
No, I, I think that's good. Okay. I know for me, it's tar- difficult to describe the Bible. Yeah. Because if you say it's just a book, right? A lot of people have read books, good and bad. It's it's a lot more than than just a book. It is, and you know what? You reminded me about something that's real important. It's not only is, is it just a book, but it's it's history, it's poetry, it's um, it's letters that were written, it's songs, like you mentioned the book of Psalms, how much? It's about the future, it tells the future. Yeah, there's over, for instance, Jesus' life alone, just his life, over 300 prophecies about him that was fulfilled that are in the Bible. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's archaeological. I mean, there's things in there where, it's kind of funny, we as humans sometimes, we think we're so smart, and we'll go to it, and people who especially, they don't want to believe what the Bible's about, so they'll try to make it sound like the Bible's not trustworthy. So there might be, there's times where over history there have been something where they might mention a place or a person's name, and they'll say, well, we've never found that before. It can't be true. And then later when they find out, oh, embarrassing, it was true. But the Bible was right all along. And they, they, they want to just say it's not true, but it is. So, And then the thing about it too, like Pastor Jeremy, you were kind of saying, is there's times where um, one, one thing it's not really that a lot of times we want it to be, it's not an encyclopedia and it's not a science book. It's not those things. Yeah. But it's more than that, and it answers more questions than that. Or there's even a verse in the Bible where it says the Bible is alive. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, what would you say that that means? Me? Yeah, any, well, any one of you guys. Well, even that verse you're talking about, it says it's alive, and it's, it's like a double-edged sword that can mm-hmm. just divide right in. I think because when you read it, it's so alive, it just, you know, there's times where I might feel like I'm right about something, and, and maybe it's even... Maybe I'm justified, and I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm trying to justify it. Then I'll read something in Scripture, and like, oh, jeez, I knew that. I knew I was wrong. Yeah. Did yeah. you have something to add to that? Oh, uh, I was thinking, of, you know, like, kind of along the lines of the same thing. Is I remember, I can remember lots of times, and you guys probably can too. Like when you ask God, I tried to think of the book, like they said, you know, I try to think of it as not as a book because there is a scripture that says that all scripture is God breathed. Mm-hmm. So it came from his mouth. He gave it to men to write down, but it was his, it is his word. And I'm like, okay, so that came from God. So it's God. Um, anyway, I try to think of it like that. And I ask God, okay, when I read this, speak to me, like, what mm-hmm. do I need to hear? And that's the cool thing about it is it's so personal. Like, I may get something out of it that I need reading a, this, say, pick one scripture, but you may get something completely different. And it's just, it's so cool. And, I mean, God, he always has one thing that he's trying to say. I mean, he, he has a message, but given the time of your life, you may have something that needs to be dealt with at the time. And one scripture can take care of so many things. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, and it's it's not it's more than just words. It, it's powerful and it challenges you and it changes you and it speaks to you. Uh, it, it's hard to even just put a simple definition on the Bible mm-hmm. and and what it is. So talking about the power of the Bible and the power of of the Word of God, uh, tell me about a time where. The Bible, you, maybe you've been reading it or studying it, but it, it showed itself real and true to you. It's more than just a bunch of books, letters on a page, where it really spoke to your life and showed itself real to you. I'm going to say uh, I went to a master's commission 
uh, you may not have heard of it. Some of you probably have. But uh, it's a discipleship program. You spend one year of your life. It's like mainly college-age students, you know, that say, I want to be discipled in the Word of God and, and in service and just basically spending my life for the cause of Christ for one year and just see what God will do, see where he'll take me, you know. Um, anyway, I went to this school, and uh, we wrote letters to God, and I had I went in there with questions from God. I was like, you know, I've grown up in church, but how do I pray and not be frustrated and feel like I'm just speaking to a wall? I was like, help me to be comfortable praying to you because this is, I've never really been comfortable in my own skin with you, God. Like, I don't know how to, well, we wrote letters to God and we, they gave us time to pray and spend time alone. And so I just sat down and I started praying, like whispering and, and I got that feeling again of like, I don't know what to say. And all I had was like, it felt like, like somebody snuck behind me really softly and just put, put their put their hand on my shoulder. I mean, I didn't feel that, but it was like everything got quiet. And I know it was God. Um, I had these words in my mind, be still and know that I am God. And I was like, wow, man, I, I just started bawling. And I was like, I know I heard that in a song or something one time. And but I didn't know it was scripture. It was actually scripture. God gave me, for the first time in my life, he spoke scripture into my life. Wow. And from that moment forward, I knew how to pray. Like, I figured out, God showed me, like, there's no formula. You just come hang out with me. Just be with me. You don't have to say anything. And um, that was awesome. I, yeah, it changed my life. I know for me, like one like one time I can clearly recall where like the Bible was like so it spoke to me so deeply. I was I was uh, Jackson was a baby and I was I was holding him and I was reading about Abraham and Isaac. And when God told Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, wait, uh-uh. you know, and, and that was my kid. And, and you and for me, it revealed a whole new thing to me because the context came together for me. And I was like, God, if, if you asked me to do that, I don't I don't know if I could, you know, and and really, I mean, it was a test for for God, for Abraham to see his faithfulness. But for me, I was like, oh, that's wow. That's that's really impacting. I know, like for Kristen. Uh, she's been reading the book of Ephesians like over and over and over and over. And, and every time she reads it, she's telling me that she's seeing and learning and finding new and different things every single time over and over and over. So um, it's really cool. So what would you guys say to a student? <clears throat> maybe they're brand new to church. Maybe they've been here for a while. Um, what prayer is and, and what it means and how to pray or, or why we pray. I know that's like a lot in one question, but answer whichever part you want, you can, or you want to. Denise has all the answers. Right? <laughs> no, <I don't>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, prayer is just talking to God and, um, it's also listening 
you know, just like you would with your friends. You talk to them, you listen, you interact. And so um, it's not just a wish list. Hey, God, give me this. I want that. You know, yeah. it's um, just telling him uh, what you need. Of course, he knows what we need better than we do ourselves. But it's also uh, recognizing and acknowledging his greatness, his power, his um, supreme supremeness. Yeah. Um, and then thanking, you know, be thankful. There's so much stuff to be thankful for, even, even when you think you're in the darkest place. I mean, you have, you're breathing. You have clothes. You have, you know, a house to live in and people around. You have your family made of friends. You know, we're here for you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I think of, too, is I, that was all. That was awesome. <laughs> what I think of, too, is, um, you know, it is supposed to be a conversation, and we're talking about streaks, and I, <clears throat> you know, I realize how important it is to keep those going, and then when you lose one, you feel like, oh, man, we're not even friends anymore. <laughs> and the funny thing about that with prayer is if, you, if you're close to somebody, you talk to them, right? Mm -hmm. And whether or not or how much you talk to them is, is really kind of almost a barometer or, or a, it tells how close your relationship is. So if you're going to have that relationship with God, you're going to need to keep talking to him. You're going to want to talk to him. You're going to want to tell him what's going on. And the thing about it is he knows what's going on. He knows what you need. He knows what, what you're happy about, what you're sad about. It's not like you're informing him. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right, Josh. I forgot about that. It's not like that. It's more like, yeah, I know, son. I call you son. For this example, <laughs> I know, son, and I love you, and I care about you, and I'm going to help walk you through that problem. I mean, that's what it's about. It's it's yeah. a relationship. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Right. Thanks, son. You're welcome, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so for uh, for a student, <clears throat> um, well, let me say this first like, before we get to the next question. I, I I've said this before, but in, in the book of Matthew, it, it talks about Jesus is leading people on, on how to pray. This is where you start. He was talking to his disciples on this is how you start and this is where you pray. And, and I love it where he starts. Is his, he starts, he said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And even right there, just starting right there, he's saying, start off by saying this. God, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You're powerful. You're great. And because a lot of times I think in our lives, as we start, if we start off our prayers talking about how big and how great God is and how wonderful he is, our small issues and our problems will look a whole lot smaller. That's true. And, and so, um, so for a student who's maybe who's brand new to reading their Bible or, or maybe they're just, they're just starting or they don't even know where to start, where would you suggest that they start? <clears throat> You could start at the beginning of Genesis. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I actually, for a while, I, when I first was really getting a passion for God's word, I started in Genesis. I wanted to see the whole picture, like the whole story. You ever hear somebody tell you about a movie and then they, they tell you the end and you're like, oh, great. You spoiled the end. You told me the ending. Like, By the way, cool if you haven't seen the end of Stranger Things yet. Yeah. They all die, just so you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. But, uh, no, you could start there. <laughs> you could start there and go all the way, you know, to the end. But um, if 
I would say a great place to really just get to know Jesus because that's what the whole book, the whole picture is about. The big picture is it's all about Jesus. Anybody tries to ask me little questions about this or that, that I've had countless people at work that don't get my lifestyle. They're like, I don't get you, like blah, blah, blah. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? I'm like, what about Jesus? And so start in like John, like the, the New Testament, um, Matthew, Luke. Yeah, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, anywhere in there shows a lot of the life of Jesus. So. Yeah. I, I would agree because the Bible, like we said before, is a lot of different things. It's history. It's poetry. It's all these things. But John is a great book to read because it's, it's kind of philosophical and it tells not only about the story of Jesus, but it tells why he came. And it helps really talk about what faith is about. I think another good one is, is James because it's practical and it's, it just gives really good instructions for living. And I, something else I would recommend, I don't know if this is another question or part of this, but I, I love the YouVersion Bible app because it's not only got so many different versions that are understandable, but then it, it has reading plans that will help kind of direct you through and that uh, can keep you on track and keep you accountable. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That. I would recommend uh, not starting with Revelation. <laughs> no. Don't start there. That's where you end. Uh, don't start with Leviticus. Um, don't, don't do that. No. Um, but I, I always suggest to students to start in the book of John. I mean, that's a great place. It, yeah, it, still starts with, it starts with Jesus. And that's what this whole thing is all about. It's all about Jesus. And that's a great place to start. Or Proverbs. You could do yeah, Proverbs. Proverbs a day. Psalms is great. Get into the habit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys, have you guys ever played Bible roulette? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you take your Bible and you drop it and wherever, whatever it lands on, you read it and you're like, okay, yeah. Like, like, you know, God, should I date this girl? Boom. And they were led into the promised land. Yes. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. uh, have you guys ever done anything like that? Maybe as a young Christian, you're like, God, speak to me. And then you're, you take that, which is. That's not, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but but I, I want to encourage you guys with this as well. If you're ever reading the, your Bible and you come across something that you don't understand, write it down. Yeah. Or, or shoot a text or, or a message to myself, to any of our leaders. And we, call me, and we may not know the answer right away, but we'll help you find an answer. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, we're not all we're not all scholars and we're not, we don't know everything from, if we knew everything about the Bible, everything about God, we would be God. So we don't have all of the answers, but we can help you find answers. And so, um, well, let me ask you guys this. Have you ever had a prayer answered? Mm-hmm. Could you explain or tell, tell about a time? Um, well, when I was a little girl, I used to get really bad earaches all the time, and so actually I've had ruptured eardrums multiple times in both of my ears, and so they always said, uh, you'll outgrow it. So I did for about 25 years, and then they started happening again. And so uh, one time... You're not time, that old, right? I'm not that old. Okay, that's 26. That was just a <laughs> right. year ago. Okay. And so one time when I had burst an eardrum, it wasn't healing, so there was still a hole in the eardrum. 
and they were going to have to do a skin graft uh, to close it up. And so the very last appointment before getting the graft done, they checked it again, and it was healed because we had wow. been praying. Wow. So, and, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I had a little sister. She was born 10 years younger than me. So I was about 12 probably. And the way my family did it, we would uh, my parents would put a roast in the oven on Sunday morning. Then we'd come home after church. It'd be done, basically. So we'd come home from church, put the she, my mom taking the roast out of the oven, set it on top of the counter. And then we're all changing clothes. I have an older sister, too. And then we hear my little sister. She's probably two at the time. And she's just screaming like I've never heard anybody scream. So we go running in there. And she was just squirming on the on the kitchen floor. And uh, my mom, op- what had happened was she had reached up on the counter and pulled that roast onto herself. And it just burnt her entire chest. So I remember my mom pulled open her shirt. And it was just blistered. And it, it was gross. Uh, her skin, and she's just screaming and just just squealing. It was horrible, but but we just started praying for her. And I remember my mom and dad and me and my my sister were just praying for her. And um, I don't know why I was had my eyes open. I just did, but I did probably because it was so gross to watch. But anyway, I just watched her little skin just go right back to pink. Wow! And she just stopped crying. Wow! And she's looking at us. It was amazing. Amazing. Wow. God healed. It's amazing. He does. Awesome. You don't. Um, I, I, I got to tell you guys this, and, and uh, one reason that I asked Denise to be on this panel tonight, um, I got to tell this because it's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. So one night I was cleaning up here. I know, I know, but it's it's awesome. So one night after emerge, I was cleaning up here, and I find this journal, this notebook. And, and I, I'm like, okay, whose is this? Somebody left their notebook. So I start kind of looking through it to find a name to figure out who it was. And I, and I came across this page and I wasn't like reading everything, but I came across this page and it had my name. It had Kristen's name. It had our kids' names. It had our staff and our pastors and their families' names. And it had a lot of you guys' names written all through it. And, and it was, it was Denise's prayer journal. And things that she writes down. And, of course, there was lots of other stuff. I didn't read it, I promise you. Um, but it was just, just for me, though, that was a huge deal to know that someone's praying for me. Someone's praying for my family, for our staff, for our church, for you guys, for Emerge. And, and this lady is a prayer warrior. That's awesome. And, and that's what I, I love. Like, she's, she's kind of quiet up in here. But I, I promise you guys that Denise is praying for you guys. That's cool. And it's, it's, that's a huge deal. It's really cool. Like I, I pray for, I pray for my daughter's future husband and like, he better be a good dude that's right. um, <laughs> because, um, I only have one daughter and that's, um, but anyways, so I, I want, would you guys explain, um, what a person does if they pray for something and they don't get their prayer answered? I didn't, I didn't tell you guys that one in advance. Keep praying. Yeah. Okay. I think you need to keep praying. There's, there's some stories in scripture too. Jesus said, he said to be persistent in prayer. Mm-hmm. And there's times where we're praying for something and you may not, uh, not every prayer you pray gets answered or not least in the time you expect it to be answered or 
sometimes even the way you expect it to be answered. But the Bible says keep praying. It's hard to do that sometimes, though. You can get discouraged or tired. or Yeah. I encourage you guys to be realistic in your prayers, too. I remember when I was a real little kid, and, and I just I didn't know any better. I was praying. I was like, God, can I have a magic wand? <laughs> no joke. I wanted, I, I was like, I wanted, poof, be gone or whatever. I want a, a new bike. And like, be, but be realistic with your prayers yeah. as well. I mean, cause there may be some stuff where you're like, yeah. God, can the chiefs win this week? And like, really, like, does he really care about football that much? I mean, he may, he might, but you know what I'm saying? Like be realistic with your prayers. Do you guys have anything else to add onto that? I was going to say, um, Pray and believe because there's a scripture that says if you ask and without believing, if, if you doubt, then you shouldn't expect sure. to receive anything. And so I look at that as like I have a memory of maybe you guys have this memory, but I have a memory of going to like an arcade or whatever. And, you know, you're a little kid. You don't have money. So who do you go to to ask for change to put the change in the? arcade game mom and dad or who aunts uncles whoever's got cash and i remember going to my dad and being like uh dad because there's people around you know i to me i just didn't want to i didn't want to be rude i guess i don't know what why i was rude but to me i was like it was a private thing i was like dad can i have some what my dad's like what do you want ask me i'm like um can I have some change for the game? And he's like, yeah, here you go. And that's how I see it. It's like God looks at us and he's like, you got to speak up, you know. And so just believe for what you're asking for. Yeah, that's good. So if we're talking about uh, starting or having a streak with our Bible, with the word of God, like what is the what would you say is the goal of reading the Bible or what are we trying to accomplish by reading this Bible? Not this one, but that's mine. Uh, I think it's to build a relationship with God. Um, you know, just like you would with your friends or people. It's uh, taking the time to communicate because you can communicate through the word. And he communicates to you through his spirit, through the word and through prayer. Yeah. It's all about building the relationship with him. Yeah, I agree. You know, originally this the Bible didn't have all the verses and the chapters in there. So a lot of times, you know, it's tempting just to read one verse and say, oh, I did a verse today, I'm super Christian. But the thing is, it's about relationship, and one verse may be all that is. That's fine. But it, knowing that it's more than, I mean, it didn't have all these. I mean, maybe a paragraph maybe says more about building the relationship or maybe has more of the meaning in it than just one verse or a few sentences. But... But I agree with Denise completely. It's about relationship. It's not about how much. I mean, I know people who are like, oh, I read the Bible every year, and that's awesome. I, I do too, but I don't think that that's not the point to yeah. brag about that. It's more about knowing him, and you know him by consistently, like the streak, keeping that streak going with him, yeah. reading it every day. It's more important. If all you can do is a verse a day, that's even more important if you did that than all the other things because it's yeah. daily. Yeah. I got to brag on a couple of people real quick. Um, I use the YouVersion Bible app and scrolling through there, it's like, it's kind of like a, a social, part of it's kind of like a social media. You can be friends with people and 
connect with people and you can see what they're reading. Guys, every time I'm scrolling through there and I'm, and I can see what different people are reading, like Colton Gray is all over the Bible. And I, I love that. That's so, and I see random, you guys are down or through there randomly as well. I see Rex in there a lot. I see Eric in there a lot. Pastor Dennis in there a lot. And, and I, and just, and, and I, I asked him one time, I was like, I know you're homeschooled. Like, like, does your mom like make you do this? <laughs> and like as part of your schooling? And, and he, he said, no, he said, I just, just read, read the Bible. And that's huge. That's a big deal. That's, that's really cool. Um, so so kind of final thoughts uh, from you guys um, to challenge our students about the Bible and prayer. Just anything. Final thoughts. I, I would just say almost the same thing I just said. It's about the streak. Keep it going. Sometimes it's not as interesting as other times. You might get into a part of the Bible that's just about who had what baby. I mean, some of it can be boring that way, but... But what I want to encourage you is to keep doing it, keep pressing in. And then as you build that relationship, you will get to know him more and him know you more. And it'll become more interesting. The same with prayer. There's times where you're going to pray and it's going to feel like you're just praying just to the wall. And nothing, it's not going anywhere. But the key is to keep that consistently, keep that streak going. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Uh, I would say <clears throat> be easy on yourself like, and don't complicate it. Like just read it. And let God speak to you because yeah. that's what he wants to do. He wants to meet with you and know, well, he already knows you, but he wants you to know him more than you want to know him. You know, like he, he wants that relationship yeah. even more than what you do. So just be easy on yourself and just take it a, a verse at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say God's greatest desire is to have a relationship with us. Yeah. And that's how he wants to do it is through his word and, and through prayer. I think sometimes we come, we get caught up in prayer and we're saying all these words. And But I think sometimes, too, we just need to shut up and listen and, and listen for him to respond. It Most likely it's not going to be like an audible voice like him telling you, but you, you'll feel something in your spirit or he'll speak something to your heart. Or, or there's other ways that God will speak to you through, through people sometimes or through... Uh, situations at times that will really challenge you and, and speak to your heart. Um, could you, would you give our panel a big hand tonight?